0: I had already exhausted every friend, every friend's brother, uncle, cousin. You know, there just wasn't, I wasn't meeting anyone and didn't really have the opportunity to meet anyone. Uh, so at that point, I, I, there was no other, for me, no other outlet other than online dating.
1: Welcome to The Meg Robinson Show, exploring the stories that make us who we are. I'm your host, Meg Robinson. Meet an attractive 63-year-old woman who is on a mission to find love. She showed up for our interview with two 12-inch thick files, printouts of potential mates. She was married at 19, the marriage lasted for two and a half years, and then she entered into a period of several long-term relationships over the next 30 plus years. She has one grown son from her previous marriage who remains a wonderful part of her life. She started out with lunch dates. This online service selected her dates. That did not go very well.
0: I. I think the problem there is they had a real shortage of men in my age requirement. Um, and so that took nearly a year to provide me with the eight dates that were guaranteed as part of the service. It, it took them a month to come up with one person and that just wasn't going quickly enough They were nothing like I had asked. Uh, They didn't meet any of the criteria that I established, although I had an interesting experience because I met um, without really knowing until I was sitting face-to-face that I met uh, a friend of mine's (laughs) ex-husband. Talk about that. Okay, so uh, I knew his name beforehand, and um, We met at a restaurant. I I looked at him and thought, perhaps I recognized him. And then he had a unique uh, job experience. And so when he started talking about his line of work, I knew immediately it was him. And just said, hey, do you remember me? I'm a friend of your wife, your ex-wife. And then we just had a good laugh. And we could relax and just enjoy each other as friends, and not potential, at least for me, not a potential
1: mate. After that date, did he, did he pursue you? Did he want to get together? Um,
0: I, at the end of the date, I basically said I was not comfortable uh,
1: dating him, knowing that I knew his ex-wife. Right. Okay, but you can imagine that probably happens a lot, I would think.
0: I had it happen another time where I went out with the same guy twice unknowingly. And he, I believe, knew it was me, but I did not realize it was him until he walked in and then it
1: clicked. Since the lunch-based service really wasn't working, and by the way, at the time she did this, they didn't get pictures of the dates ahead of time, which I thought was kind of interesting. She decided to go with a big, well-known site where members do get pictures and profiles. For her, it was an onslaught. They can wink, they can like your
0: photo, they can, um, in their daily matches, they can indicate they're interested, they can send emails, Um, so, I only responded to people uh, that sent an email, and it had to say more than cute pic.
1: Just know that there's homework involved here. She had to develop a profile, the description that potential guys see.
0: Uh, I gave that great thought and I spent many hours putting together my written profile. Um, I I, I sat with it for several weeks before actually putting it on up online and um, I, I was trying to I think, basically weed out men that uh, would not be of interest or not necessarily be
1: interested in me for perhaps the right reasons. Were you thinking of an ideal person and how they would react? That's a hard thing to do a profile, put ourselves out there.
0: Um, Well, that's why it took several weeks of editing I've been criticized for my profile and I've also been uh, complimented and I guess it's, it depends on the person reading and that in a sense for me is deliberate and I'm happy when the men that can recognize what I mean in my profile and they get it and they respond accordingly and then I know that I've reached the right audience. And I don't necessarily have a laundry list. It's just more about who I am and what I'm looking for. And I feel very certain about how I want a relationship to be. And, I, and I'm fully aware that nothing's perfect. But I'm trying to um, get across how I feel and um, and I have actually had, had people that I've read their profile almost uh, mimic mine. You mean, do they change their profile? Uh, you, can, you can edit at any time, um, but typically people keep the same profile, unless they've been told it's not working. Um, they may have their friends look at it if they're not getting too much response. Did
1: you have your friends look at your profile? No. No, because I felt pretty certain about what I had to say. Okay, so you worked on your profile, and then you put it up. At that point, are you waiting for people to respond, or, or what's? how does that work? They lure you in by um,
0: telling you that you have the opportunity to look at men, but in order to do that, you you basically have to put your profile up in order to do that and it the the thing I learned especially this go-round is that it goes live immediately and so before you've even had a chance to um, tweak it it's out there and you're already getting uh, people responding my suggestion is if you're going to do online dating have everything already prepared
1: before you attempt to answer the questions, when you say everything prepared, you mean how you're going to interact with? Them?
0: No, uh, what you're going to
1: write. Uh, they have quite a list of,
0: um, you know, like your favorite favorite places, um, last book read, just different things. Not that you can't go back and edit
1: because you can, and you can edit every day if you if you so choose. Honestly this sounds like a full-time job well
0: (laughs) it becomes sort of a uh, part-time job for sure and it takes quite a lot of time and effort to read through and i did read through um a lot of it i'm you know won't kid yourself a lot of it is appearance you know i i do have requirements as far as appearance so in that case, there were some that I could easily dismiss. Anyone that took the time to write to me, I wrote back, even if I wasn't interested. And that was very time-consuming to do that. In the course of uh, maybe a 13-month period, I had well, maybe, maybe more like 15-month period. I had 12,000 men look at me. Twelve thousand. Twelve thousand So it averages for me anyway, it averaged about a thousand a month. In initially you're when you're the new kid on the block, you have an onslaught and that that will continue uh, for maybe the first month or so, until everyone <laughs> knows that, you know, you're, you're the new person out there. Uh, some, I think you, I believe you can set up so that you're sort of alerted. I think you pay extra for
1: that kind of thing. When, when I say 12,000, most of them are winks. So a wink, as I understand it, is is they just wanna let you know that they like something about Correct. Your profile. When they wink you, are you able to then respond to them if you choose to?
0: Yes. So you can have someone wink, you can have someone favor, make you their favorite. Um, All these are directed to your email address. Uh, They come into your inbox so you know uh, that you've received the wink, the interest, whatever. And then you can choose to respond.
1: It sounds like from what you said before that the ones you did choose to respond to were in the form of emails. If they had emailed you and you emailed them back, did you ever respond to a wink?
0: No. And only because I, I didn't need to because I had enough emails to
1: respond to. So give me an idea of how much time you would spend over the course of a week. Well, once I had a system in place, um, it, it really
0: became fairly easy uh, to manage. And, um, I, you know, I don't recall exactly, but it would depend, you know, in my, on my mood. Uh, sometimes I'd give it more time than others. Sometimes I would not do anything. I'd let days or whatever go by,
1: and then I'd go back and go through. And how... Did it make you feel, putting your profile up and then responding by email, what was that like emotionally for you? Well, I was very uncomfortable putting uh, my profile online, very uncomfortable,
0: especially because my profile is is somewhat revealing uh, about me as a person. So I was very uncomfortable, but I knew that that was probably the best thing to do in order to attract the kind of
1: person I was interested in attracting. You put it up, and then you start to get the emails, and what was that like, starting to get all of those emails from guys? I mean, how were you feeling during that process of receiving it and reading it and then responding to them?
0: Well, it was very flattering. Quite frankly, I wondered why I hadn't started earlier, you know, years before that, that I hadn't decided to, go out
1: and try again to find love. (laughs) You go through the emails, and then how does it get from an email exchange to a date? Oh, it
0: depends on how you want to establish uh, the connection. Some people uh, will email back and forth. Some people choose to meet right away, exchange
1: phone numbers. There's, you know, there's all different ways did you fall into a pattern of the way that you did it?
0: I can't say that I did anything uh, in a pattern. It it really was, sometimes it was just a gut feeling and it could be just what was said to me that was very appealing. I love banter and I love men that write poetically and um, really have something to say that is just more than your usual high cute pick. But on the other hand, you you can also run into what I call the endless endless email exchanges. That I believe, I've come to believe that that is the result of someone who is perhaps playing the field and just continues to write and and probably is writing to other people. And what do you think their objective is? I'm not sure. I have not figured that part out, but it's very curious uh, to come across that. So I've learned not to continue emailing after a certain point if there's no indication that they want to meet. So maybe two or three
1: emails do you think? I, I think two or three is more than enough. How does it get from the, how does it move from the email exchange to planning a date? Again this is my way of doing it and there are
0: all different ways of doing it. For me what works best is to meet for a quick coffee Uh, or um, drink. I shy away from dinners or anything where it's, um, first of all, I don't want anyone to spend that kind of money if I'm not interested in them. Typically, I want to meet as quickly as possible if I find them interesting or attractive, because for me, it all boils down to chemistry. And if if there is no chemistry,
1: I'm just not interested. (laughs) out of a month of email exchanges with different people, how many dates usually would you go on?
0: Usually one. Sometimes, if I'm not quite sure, two. And a couple, couple. I might do three. But usually, by the first
1: meeting, I, I'm I know whether I should go on the second. How many different people would you date Let's. Would you have a first meeting with, let's say, within a month? Were you doing a lot of coffees, you know, with with guys, or how did that work? Yes, I. Yeah, the first time I was very
0: active. Okay. <laughs> and um, could possibly have three or four in a weekend. Okay. Like a a coffee like a, with one and a drink, with... right? A a drink, coffee in the morning. A drink.
1: This is, this is a commitment, isn't it? It, it, it's a job, (laughs) but an interesting job. Yeah. Talk about how that perception of the person is different or the same once you meet in person. What is that transition like? Well,
0: sometimes it's a disappointment. You know that. I know that almost immediately that. they aren't quite what I thought, but I've, I have to say I have met some really, really nice men and, um, and a lot of really interesting men. And they were everything they said they were on paper. And I feel very privileged to have met them, gotten to know them a little bit. But if the chemistry wasn't there, it really didn't matter. Um, and I, I had made it clear in my profile that I wasn't looking for a friend that I had a lot of girlfriends and really wasn't looking for a friend I mean, and and I've had I've had men criticize me and say well you don't want to be friends and what what I really meant by that was of course I want to be best friends with my partner but I'm not interested in just having a friendship without the physical attraction and um all that goes with being
1: in a relationship an intimate relationship you could tell and i've heard this from other people it's very interesting and i felt this way about my husband too that i you could you can tell almost right away or in the first couple of minutes of being with someone whether or not that chemistry was there did you find that to be the case pretty much across the board yes for me yes and if i was the least if i
0: had a a slight doubt that is when i would take a second go on a second date but i pretty much knew
1: the uh first meeting can you describe i'm not sure i could describe it but i'm going to ask you what that chemistry looks like. What does it feel like when you meet someone? Is it is it a physical attraction, or how would you define it? I call it the
0: X factor. It's very difficult because it, it doesn't necessarily have a look to it. It's not a particular look, although I have a type that I favor, you know, that I'm more attracted to than not. Um, it's just... Uh, it's just a feeling and you know it when you feel it. It's just a crazy in love kind of feeling
1: that is really, there's nothing compared to it. You said that happened maybe a few times. How did those couple of times pan out for you? Well, the one, what um, it wasn't the right time for him,
0: but he has since, as as of now currently, is now pursuing me, but it's, it you know, it, it was a point in time, and I was a different person then, and he was a different person, and so there's no going back. Uh, well, he continued to uh, remain in touch, um, and then once he knew that I was out of a relationship,
1: um, he pursued me. You said you became, you've become a different person, and... So the, it wasn't the same kind of reaction to him. Talk about that. What do you mean? Oh, I came to my senses. <laughs> There's no other way to explain that. <laughs> yeah. You saw him differently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and what was it that changed, that made you see him differently?
0: I had just grown. And, you know, someone had said to me, you meet somebody where you're at. And I met him where I was at five years ago, and I'm not at there anymore. How are you different than you were five years ago? I'm more confident about what I want and, and just more sure about life.
1: At one point, she took herself off the grid.
0: I was only um, online, online dating for about 15 months, and then was in a three-and-a-half-year relationship uh, with someone that I met online, met the one night and
1: really were not separated ever that uh, from that time on. And so you kind of announced to the online dating world that you're you're in a relationship right you just hide your profile. You were with each other for three and a half years, correct. then broke up, and what was that like?
0: Oh, heartbreaking. You know, no matter why you break up when, you know, when you love someone and they love you, um, you know, it really doesn't matter why or how or what, it's still uh, heartbreaking. So you take some time and you grieve. And for me, I'm I'm a doer, so you have no choice to, you know, pick yourself up, keep going. I, I consider myself very optimistic. So I feel very confident that I'm going to have that feeling again. And that's why I'm back
1: online dating. Now that you've been dating, you've had a relationship uh, through online dating, and now you're going back to it, what does that feel like now as opposed to five years ago? Well, I certainly know myself better. I want to say
0: I'm more selective. I just think that I'm pacing myself differently now. I'm not in as much of a hurry. Although time is running out because there's no question that I, I always call it marketability. Now that I'm over 60, I'm in a different market and I'm very aware of that. How so? Well, judging by five years ago, uh, I don't get as many uh, responses. And I think that has a lot to do with parameters. You set parameters for online, uh, you know, the age parameter. And, you know, like it or not, there's a double standard. And, and typically men um, can go younger. Women tend to stay very close to their age, and so when you are above sixty, you're competing with uh, a lot, a lot younger women, and you know I just think that has something to do with. I mean, I have, uh, I have some friends that are over seventy, and in some ways they've just given up because the responses are few and far between, and they're usually men in their. 80s or older I did have a 98 year old guy what and a 34 so (laughs) you had a 98 did he send an email he just he just said he was interested I think he maybe was seeing (laughs) how I would respond and how did you respond I didn't respond and you had a thirty four year old. I had a thirty four year old. I didn't respond to him, but in the past, I have I had a a younger, uh, I think thirty around that age thirty four, and wrote a couple times, and I finally just said, "I'm very flattered, but I don't date anyone that I could have birthed." <laughs> and this was in the beginning the very beginning of going online uh, five years ago. And uh, I liked his profile. He was and still is one of the most attractive men I've ever seen in photos on Match. And um, I, um, I got to the point, and this is one of the examples of why you don't want to continue to exchange emails endlessly without meeting, I got to the point where I started questioning whether he really existed. It became sort of a, a, I won't say a contest, but we, we had our little back and forths. Um, and I got to the point where I just boldly said, are you some woman sitting in a room somewhere? He came back and assured me he was a real person, but every time we were supposed to meet there was always some really off-the-wall excuse as to why we could not meet. You know, taking motorcycle course, just things that just made no sense, and so I, I finally kind of gave up on him, but he actually is out there again, I, I saw him again, he wrote to me again, probably f- totally forgot that we ever wrote to each other before. He's moved out of state, uh, I, I'm still not 100% sure he exists.
1: We talked a little bit about
0: safety. Well, you just have to be smart about the way you respond to people. They have to approve your photos. They have to approve your profile. I think they may have algorithms that look for specific words or whatever um, to avoid the scams. They have a a way of reporting. And I I have reported one or two over the course of time that I thought were very questionable. There's no need to worry if you're smart about about it. you know, obviously, you know, just like anyone, anyone would tell, tell you, you know, common sense, you don't give out personal information, you meet in a public place. I've learned a number of things. Like what? <laughs> I've learned that if they like you, they will follow you and pursue you, and they will come to you, and that there's no need to drive two hours to meet them. If, if they like you they will come and meet you. Not to say that you can't generously offer to um, meet halfway or whatever which I did a number of times. What else are you learning? One of the things I learned and I learned that uh, it took me probably six to eight months to really get this lesson. And that was that I did not have to answer questions that I was uncomfortable with. And in the spirit of trying to be open and honest on a date, initially, I would answer whatever question they asked. And sometimes they were very probing. And these were questions that I may not have even discussed with good friends, uh, you know, such as relationship questions, why things didn't work, that sort of thing. And I suddenly said, I don't have to answer these questions. And I would very politely say, especially when I knew I had no interest in them and was never going to see, I was never going to see them again. And I would still be answering these questions. Um, And so I finally learned how to say, listen, I'll be happy to tell you all about myself and anything you want to know if we proceed and we become a couple. That's know? a
1: really that's a really good thing to say. Yes. Yeah. Because it's not that you're not willing to share your personal right life with someone, but not immediately. Not five minutes into
0: a tea. <laughs> yeah. Listen to your gut, you know, in, in all ways. If it doesn't seem right, I've, I uh, just recently canceled a date, and it didn't feel right. There were things that were transpiring that didn't feel right to me. Can you um, elaborate on it? Or I'd given this person my phone number in order to you know, be able to call me in case there was a change, and uh, we had a phone conversation and then um, i started getting text messages that were inappropriate and although i'd scheduled a date i canceled this person came back at me with venom in an you know in a text message oh. so i knew that i had i knew that i you know assess the situation the way that it really was and that this person was not a person that I wanted to keep company with. And so I felt good about that. I felt good that I trusted my gut and didn't go on the date because I had said I would and as I typically would do, you know, do the, you know, dutiful thing. There's good and bad about online dating and um, I think overall. It's a really good thing. I would tell people, and a lot of people, a lot of my women friends are uh, opposed to it. I'm the poster child for online dating. It's just been a really good experience for me. Um, Maybe I've just been lucky. I I don't know. But they're they're doing all the work, and I'm just hanging out. For me, it's less than a dollar a day. To me, it's just a good deal.
1: Why do you think your friends are opposed to it?
0: You know, I'm not 100% sure. I think for some women, they're done. (laughs) They're just done as far as dating, and they kind of leave it up to fate. They say, oh, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. They may have come out of uh, very long-term marriages uh, and have children and grandchildren, and they just... They're pretty fulfilled and and maybe perhaps don't have interest in um, having a relationship. And I think some are worried about or concerned about the rejection, the disappointment, and f- just feel it's it's almost like they rather not know that that there's no one out there instead of trying and
1: and, and not you know having success. So why do you think you are putting yourself out there? I mean, I think it t- it does take a certain degree of both optimism and um, confidence to do that. So, it, But what do you think distinguishes your willingness to do it? I'm not done. <laughs> I know I'm not done. I know
0: that I know that I want... A relationship as I say in my profile um, I've experienced it I like that feeling I know it's out there and I just have to make the effort and so for me I'm just I guess I'm just eternally optimistic and just believe I believe it will happen hmm but I don't think it's going to happen if I do nothing because I've experienced doing nothing and nothing happened. (laughs) There's so many other online dating sites and they all sort of speak to a different personality or a different age group. You know, one specifically for Christians, one specifically for Jewish. I heard there's even one for sugar daddies. Like if you're interested in finding a sugar daddy, (laughs) There's an online dating service out there. I've had a lot of interesting stories from men, and I, you know, I've kind of heard the other side of online dating by hearing the stories from men. And it's often I hear men complain about women that are just interested in going out and getting a free meal, which for me I can't imagine because I can't I can't imagine spending time with someone just to get a free meal. I can afford my own meal, but I hear it often. This goes on often, so I can understand where they feel a little hesitant about um, picking up a tab, and especially if they think that that's all, you know, you're interested in. And, and I think that's why uh, I would say more times than not, they, you know, people meet for a drink or, or um, a coffee. And I've had situations where you meet for the drink and then you continue on to dinner. And that is by mutual decision, um, because you both feel uh, interested enough in one another. But I've also left after the drink. You know, going back to um, the men and and just listening to men and listening to their stories has given me insight into uh, what it feels like to be on the other side, the flip side. I've come away, you know, with a feeling like I know more and and know better about relationships because of that. Interestingly, you would think a lot of men um, are leaving for the younger woman. They're leaving marriages. And I found that a lot of times it was the woman that left. And she left with with the man sort of shaking his head. He had no idea that she was even thinking about leaving. Um, One guy was telling me he was down in his man man cave. um, And his wife walked down the stairs and said, I'm leaving. And he said, I turned and I said to her, what time are you going to be home? And she said, no, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. And of course, I'm sitting there thinking, how could you be so oblivious to your relationship? You know, so that is like pause, It gives you pause uh, about people and how things just kind of go south after years and years of being in a long-term relationship. But I also heard some sad stories where, I, and, you know, could look at this differently, that men that had lived in homes and put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into their house physically, emotionally, and they had to walk away from that because the marriage failed. And they chose to give the house or, you know, give up the house that they loved because it was best for their children. You know, I never thought of it that way, you know, how how difficult it must be for a man to walk away from something that he spent years and years with all the projects and all the you know, renovations or whatever he did to the house, and he loves this house, and now it either has to be sold or he has to walk away from it. Um,
1: so that they were just like touching stories. so it sounds like you maybe had a um develop more empathy.
0: I could see the other side, you know, um, it didn't relate to my situation, but i but I could see you know the other side of of how. You know how damaging it is, um, and how people are just trying to move on. You know, and sometimes it's really difficult. And I've sat through play by play by play by play of um, divorce proceedings, and um, also have listened to someone uh, whose wife passed away and. I heard from the beginning of the marriage until all the way through um, the cancer treatments. In a way, you you become sort of, to some people, I guess, a therapist. In a way, you're just, and you just see how much somebody just wants to to be with someone and to have someone to love them, and you know how lonely it can be. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough, and especially, it's. It's, it's tough when you see how someone really likes you and you're not interested in them. And that, I you know, I'm almost more comfortable when they reject me because I, I really dislike that conversation of saying, no, I, I don't want
1: to go out with you. So how does that happen once you, let's say you get beyond the initial meeting and you have a date and you sort of figure out that this is not, something that you want to continue, and you sense that he's still very interested in you, how do you, what's the Dear John online version?
0: Well, for me, I'm pretty honest and and usually will say by the end of the meeting, I just put it right out there. And if, if that isn't quite appropriate, sometimes I leave it where they'll say, you know, I'll give you a call or something or you know, and I just kind of leave it at that, but um, will then uh, sometimes, eh, sometimes they take the chicken way out and just do a, a nice text, and I've had that done to me as well, but if, if it's someone who I feel it was a little more vested in the relationship, then I think a phone call is appropriate, and and I, you know, I mean I try to be as kind as I can, um, but you know, no matter what, it's still sort of a bit of rejection. And the same with someone that is interested in meeting and you're not interested. And, in, you know, you try to lessen the blow by saying something kind in the course of the email
1: back. You're a very nice online dating person. <laughs> I'm so impressed. I, I think it takes a lot of character at the end of a date to be honest with the person. It's I mean in the long run it's so much kinder to do that, but a lot of people couldn't do that. No. I mean they don't have the confidence and the compassion. It's really a combination of confidence in yourself and compassion towards the person that you're trying to let them know and do them a favor. I would imagine that's pretty unusual. Maybe I'm wrong, but I can't say, I can't I can't say for sure because I
0: don't I don't talk to enough people to know what they do. I just know. But on the flip side of that, I have given advice as well. <laughs> You've given advice? What do you mean? What do you mean? Uh, uh, not so much this time, but the first time. Um, oh, I don't know. One, one time I just told the guy, I think it'd be a good idea if you put a shirt on <laughs> because his, prof- you know, his profile, he was shirtless and i just said i'm i'm not sure what type of woman you're trying to attract but you you did ask me out and it probably would have been better if you had had a shirt on <laughs> online dating has uh the 1040 and if you don't know the 1040 and and i most of the men run into the 1040 and that is uh the 1040 is The photo is 10 years old, at least 10 years old, and they weigh at least 40 pounds more than what they stated in the profile. And for women, uh, with men, it's typically height. That five foot 10 is sort of (laughs) maybe a five, six or seven. There's a lot of, I'll call it fibbing about age, although i don't do that i can understand to some degree why people do it because if you do, if you're out of that parameter you are not going to have people looking at you um and so it say say you're 61 you know if somebody's cut off is 60 you're going to you're you're not going to hit that parameter and There are a lot of people that clearly look much older in their photos than what the age states. And also, you know, judging from a friend of mine who is 73 and and quite attractive, and basically was not getting any responses whatsoever. It's because the the age, you know, she's fallen out. And and the other thing that you find out with online dating is the older, like, you, you know, talk about men that are, Late 70s, 80s. They may not be computer computer savvy, and therefore they can't. They really can't um, navigate online dating uh, like someone who is computer savvy. So they are the ones that are probably going to date the women in their 70s, and and a lot a lot you will see that their children put them on, and I hear that quite often. That um, my daughter, my daughter put me on and she did my profile and she told me what photos and she took this one off and you know, you hear all kinds of stories about um, how they ended up online. Because I don't think anyone really wants to be doing online
1: dating and a lot of people won't admit to it. And it's not that you want to be dating someone younger necessarily, but the criteria can work against you. On the flip side of that, I say um, women that are
0: my age, the advantage to dating someone like o- over 60 or even over 55 perhaps is they've gone through menopause, okay? <laughs> you don't have to deal with that, you know, having, you know, guys having to deal with the woman going through menopause. And um, and the other thing is, for the most part, your kids probably are either out of college, launched whatever, uh, and you're not raising you're not raising children, you're not putting another batch of kids through college. And to some men, that's very appealing. But I found that a common thread with a lot of the men, and I, I, I heard this over and over again, and I see it in profiles of men. They want a woman who has time for them because we as women are so busy and have so many activities and so many interests and so many friends. And really, quite frankly, we have full lives, and somehow or other, we try to squeeze like a relationship in there. and And the men, I see I, I've heard this often that you know, they'll say right in there. Uh, do you have time for a relationship? Because they want they want someone to be there, not off doing this and doing that. A lot of them are interested in traveling. Um, you know, spending time. They've worked, you know, long careers, and they just they want somebody there with them. I know for myself, you know, I could be busy morning, noon, and night with activities that have nothing to do with a relationship. And do you think you, you would have time? I will make time. <laughs> yes. You know, I, I yeah, I, I, I want to make time. If you're dating people uh, concurrently, <laughs> it can get confusing. And you, you may get them a little mixed up
1: so has that ever happened yes it has and
0: how did but that- not not probably noticeably to them per se but you know like that might be the guy that had two children and you can't quite remember because the guy that you went out with the next day had three children or whatever and um I would always jot down. if I thought I was going to see them again, I would jot down a few notes because um, otherwise it it does become really confusing. I've also been uh, you know, on the other side of that, the tail end where I know that the guy is getting me confused with um, getting me confused with someone else. It's just I chuckle internally because I know that just happens. it just does. I kind of knew right away that I don't think this is the right guy for me. But my sister, who had um, lost her husband and was just getting back into the dating scene, the the entire time I'm talking to him, I'm thinking, you know, I think he would just be, I think he'd be better for my sister than for me. And so about halfway through the conversation, the dinner, I said to him, you know, I don't think I'm the right person for you, but I have a sister who's really attractive. And you yeah, I just think you and, and she would have, you know, more in common. Would you be interested? And of course, he just looks at me kind of, you know, like, what? You know,
1: There is pressure, right? Oh, definitely. And how do you, how does that feel when you're under that kind of pressure and what strategies make it work so that it's the pre there's less pressure
0: if you if you don't go into it thinking this is the one this is gonna you know it's almost like you're on a perpetual job interview and and that's kind of how it's conducted where you're just going it's like a meet-and-greet you just learn a little bit about each other you know and and of course you know I I learned this over the course of time and got better at it um, as far as feeling more relaxed and, uh, like I said, not feeling like I had to answer every question and knowing how to lead the conversation and accepting that not, it's not necessarily going to work. It's not always going to be me that says I'm not interested. And that's always sort of like, oh, OK, <laughs> you aren't interested in me. And in some ways, that takes the pressure off. But it's also like, oh, how come you're not interested in me?
1: You know. Um, but it happens. And is it easier when it does happen? Is it easier to deal with now than it was five years ago, do you think? Um, yes and no, because
0: I'm older and I know that I'm less marketable. So each one is like, oh, boy. <laughs> you know, oh, I have to keep trying. Um, yeah. I mean, I think everybody with online dating, people that are serious about it, I mean, they're hoping that it's one and done. <laughs> you know, But it typically doesn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have to go through quite a few. And, and it is a numbers game. And that's where um, you know, with my friends, I always say, you can't, you know, you just can't stop after a couple. You just have to keep going. And when you get when you get really discouraged and think, oh, nothing's out there, it's not gonna happen, sure enough, one pops up in the inbox and you go, okay, this looks promising.
1: I would love to hear from you. Send me an email if you have ideas, thoughts, or feedback. I read them all. That's hello at themegrobinsonshow.com. Hope you'll tune in next time for more of the stories that make us who we are. I'm Meg Robinson.